Guys, there is one thing that's going to make this work. Above all things, have fervent charity. Now, I see a number of things here. We have the display of Christian love. Have fervent charity. There is the design of this Christian love that we are to uh, have it among ourselves because it covers a multitude of sins. Now, that takes a little bit of study. Also, there are here the duties of Christian love. It says in verse 9, use hospitality. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. We're on the air again to bring you the message of the gospel from the Free Presbyterian Church here in Cloverdale. Our ministry has been over these last few days on 1 Peter. 1 Peter is a tremendous book of instruction to new Christians. They were first-generation Christians and needed to be taught the very basic way of living the Christian life. Many who grew up in church learn from their parents, learn by example, what it is to be a mature, godly, biblically-minded Christian. We learn by the constant growing up in the faith, in the environment of church life, and the example of many of God's people. First-generation Christians, those who are converted and brought to faith from outside the life of church, well, they have a lot more to learn. And today we have this message on 1 Peter chapter 4 on loving the brethren. There's one thing that will be a true witness to an ungodly world, and that is the unity and the oneness of God's people in the cause of the Lord Jesus. A spirit of forgiveness, a spirit of encouragement, and of building up one another in the faith. That's what's called for right here in 1 Peter chapter 4. Let me read these verses to you. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. And above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another, without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same, one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ab of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion for ever and ever. This is a very high standard that is set here uh, by God's word in First Peter chapter 4. But it is the joy of the Christian to strive after godliness. And we can do this in a very practical manner by showing love, grace, courtesy, and encouragement to our fellow believers in the Lord Jesus. This starts right in the pew. It starts 
in the hallway of the church. It can be exercised in many ways that we may be ministers of grace to our fellow believers in the Lord. And I hope that you will take this word seriously and begin to exercise what is God's will for you to be a builder, a strengthener of God's people. And you can't do that in the armchair. You can't do that out in the golf course on Sunday. You can't do that at the beach. You come to the house of worship, the place of the gathering of the saints, the ministry of the gospel, and you get involved. You throw in your lot, and you put your emphasis upon worship that will encourage and be an example to those that are around you. And we bid you to come and be a part of the worship of our church here in Cloverdale. And also you can join us on webcast. And if you take down our website at the close of the program, there you can also come and join us live at our worship times, 10.30, 6 p.m. on Sundays. Now we're coming up to our message here, Love the Brethren. And from the pulpit of our Free Presbyterian Church, we let the Bible speak. The passage we are looking at tonight is 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. I'd like to read these verses, and then we'll announce the subject, and then we will proceed. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging, as every man hath received the gift. Even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Tonight, the subject is the Christian's top priority in the Christian life. The number one thing that we must do, the thing that if we fail will be like the rot rotten apple in the barrel that will spoil every apple. The entire Christian duty of God's people is summed up in one word, love. In this context, right here in this passage, it is brotherly love. I want you to read it again in verse 8. Above all things, notice the priority that is given to this. Above all things, have fervent charity. Now, how good are we at this? Some Christians are terrible at it. Some Christians make a mess of this all the time. And instead of showing brotherly love, they are but... A, an example what not to be. And I think some people try very hard at it, but blow it from time to time and end up making enemies rather than friends. Some people will confess that they don't do this very well. I remember one Christian saying, we just don't do brotherly love very well. And the truth is that we're all failures at this. We read of Paul and Barnabas, and when it came to missionary work, 
And when it came to Barnabas' nephew, John Mark, well, they had their barbs and they had their problems uh, to the point where they ceased to labor together. They went their separate ways. And for this church, down through the ages, the church of the Lord Jesus suffers because of divisions, because of the weakening effect of Christians that find it difficult to get along together. Now, let's remember, in light of this top priority statement, that the Lord Jesus gave an eleventh commandment. And he says, This commandment I give to you, that ye love one another. And by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. This was the top chief evidence or mark of those who were the children of God doing the Lord's will. Now, would Peter's message that we read here in verses 8 to 10, would it be any different to the modern church today? We are living in a very strange age when it comes to communication. We're living in what is now known the age of social media, an age when many people are glued to their gadgets, glued to their devices, and they think that the only way they can communicate is by digits and dashes and by their various gadgets. And it leads to this question, when is the last time that you had a good heart-to-heart -heart talk with a fellow Christian. Let's be honest about that tonight. Now, I know there are other pressures of life, and there are many, but when it comes to a real heart-to-heart, eyeball-to-eyeball fellowship, one with another, that you left, your heart was warmed, your soul was stirred, and you were saying, boy, I, I was so glad for that talk. It just cheered me, it strengthened me, and it gave me grace. Billy Sunday, the eccentric evangelist, used to tell a very graphic story about a well-known village in which lived an atheist. And one day, the local church was on fire. And, of course, the whole town came running, and out came the atheist, and he was running on his way to church to help put out the flames of the church building. Well, a neighbor observed him coming running, and he said to his neighbor friend, who was the atheist, he said to him, this is very new for you. I've never seen you running on your way to church before. Well, the atheist replied, well, this is the first time that I've ever seen a church on fire before. And, of course, the message is that if there was more fire in the church, there might be more interest from the ungodly. And the Lord Jesus has taught us this. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. And so Peter, who no doubt heard that command of the Lord, he instructs these Christians scattered hither and thither, tried and tested, under affliction, and he says, you know what, guys? There is one thing that's going to make this work. Above all things, have fervent charity. Now, I see a number of things here. We have the display 
of Christian love. Have fervent charity. There is the design of this Christian love that we are to uh, have it among ourselves because it covers a multitude of sins. Now, that takes a little bit of study. Also, there are here the duties of Christian love. It says in verse 9, use hospitality one to another. And then verse 10, as every man hath received the gift, even so the same uh, minister, the same one to another. So these are the three areas we need to look at. There is the display of Christian love. There is the design and the duties. Firstly, the display. Peter says we're to have this fervent charity. And when he says this word charity, it is the Greek word agape, agape. And it is the chief word for divine love or gospel love in the New Testament. Now, it is employed by the gospel writers and in the epistles of the New Testament because it was a rare word in the Greek world. The common word in the Greek word world for love, if it was romantic love, it was eros, from which in the English we get erotic. And uh, that was uh, used, uh, overused, we might say, in the awful, immoral state of the Greek world. Uh, but Christians and Bible writers, they chose not to use that word. They used agape. The other most common word in the Greek world was phileo. And that really spoke of friendship. But when it comes to Christian brotherly love, that wasn't strong enough. And they used this more rare word, this word that was used for the God loving the world and sending his son, agape, which means for the good of others, sometimes defined as sacrificial love, love that costs. And that's the kind of love that Peter says, have fervent sacrificial, helping love one to another. If you remember the interview that the Lord had with Peter in John chapter 21, when he said to Peter, lovest thou me? And he used the word agape. And Peter, he re replied back and he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. But he used the word phileo. You know, Lord, that I'm friendly to you. Peter understood the rarity. He understood the cost. He understood the demands of agape love. He was reluctant to reply to the Lord that I love you with this agape love. After all, he had so recently denied the Lord. He felt unworthy. But the Lord kept speaking to him about this love of the Lord. Now tonight, do we have that? We are commanded here to have fervent charity among yourselves. Do you and I have it as pastor and people? Do you have that with your fellow brothers and sisters in this congregation? This is a display, 
that we ought to experience and to diligently exercise in our own congregation. Now, please notice the people to whom we are to display this. It says here, have fervent charity among yourselves. Now, when it comes to the worldly man, there is no one that we should want to put down. There is no one that we should want to hurt. In fact, we want to be a blessing to all men. We want to be engaged in lifting men up and helping them through all the, the issues of life and being a blessing to them. But there is a special people to whom we have a duty to display this love. And you'll notice in verse 9, it says, use hospitality one to another. We have certain obligations to all men, but we have great obligations to our fellow believers, fellow Christians, who profess the Lord Jesus, who come amongst us to worship our Lord and to live for Him and His glory. Now, it's to be displayed among our own fellowship of Christian people, but you'll notice here also it's to be displayed to imperfect people because it says that this fervent charity covers a multitude of sins. And that means that these people are not perfect. They are not ready, heaven-made Christians. They have issues, problems, defects. And so we learn right away that these people are lacking in graces, lacking in good manners, perhaps, lacking in courtesy. And maybe they're not very lovely people at all. And maybe it takes a lot of grace to extend your love, your kindness, your charitableness to these people who are, well, sinners. They need a multitude of things covered up in their lives, we are told here. So but to bestow Christian love, it's not just our duty, it's our ministry of love in Jesus' name. And to the weak brother, to the struggling sister, to even the one that has fallen, we ought to be the people who in Jesus' name and by gospel grace are ministering to them. Now, what is the manner of this display of love? It says, fervent. Have fervent love. And elsewhere in the New Testament, this is translated as unceasing. Unceasing. It must not stop. Because think about it. The worst thing that you can do is express, display love to someone, and then suddenly stop. Someone comes through the church, and there's a big smile, there's a warm welcome, a strong handshake, maybe even a, a hug. Ladies seem to like to hug one another, and at first this is the welcome. But then somewhere it stops. Or maybe you've had someone over to your home uh, X number of times, and then the invitation stops. Think of the hurt that that creates, the questions, the confusion. Think of the divisions that it might lead to. This person was once showing tremendous warmth and kindness, but it's all stopped. 
what's wrong. And so Peter says, have this fervent, this unceasing charity, fellowship one to another. It's to be unfeeling love, unfeeling. In other words, it doesn't end. And in the hour of need, let it not feel. We all have our times when we need picked up and straightened out. And it's then that we really prove the fervency, the unceasing nature of the love of our brethren. And if I may illustrate this with the Good Samaritan, when he was walking along the roadside, he didn't walk on the other side like the Levite and the priest. He helped the friend or the stranger when he was out hurting and in urgent need of help. Do not feel in an hour of need. Now, you might see that as the great opportunity. And when a brother or sister is in real practical need, that's our opportunity to extend Christian love. It might be when his car breaks down. It might be when there's a bereavement and when someone has lost a family member or a loved one, that's an hour when we ought to be there unfeeling. We ought to be there showing the grace, the love of God. And it may be a burden that a brother is carrying and you come alongside to share that burden. And therein you show this fervent charity. Now verse nine says it's also to be done without grudging. So it's unceasing, unfeeling, ungrudging. And of course, um, if there is a grudge, well, it's not going to be real fervent charity. You need to serve with joy. And no matter the time, the effort, the difficulties, the cost, if it is true agape love, sacrificial love, then there will be joy, it'll be a privilege, it'll be an honor to serve. Now, how wonderful to be among such people. Every pastor wants a 100% congregation just like that. Wouldn't it be wonderful? What a happy people and congregation it would be. They're a delight to your soul, and there's not a complaint. Not a complaint. No grudging here. And everyone is happy. And Peter says, this is our top priority. That's what you must have first, even before any other service in your life. Top priority, have fervent charity among yourselves, unceasing, unfailing, without grudging. Now let us examine our own hearts tonight. And I think you'll agree with my words in the very introduction that we're all failures. There are times when we should have stepped up. There are times that we were away in the background when we should have been there. There are times when we were too quick and said the wrong thing. And there are friendships that have lapsed, maybe even in this congregation tonight, there are those whose company you enjoyed, you relished, but real practical fellowship 
fervent charity, sacrificial love, has not been exchanged for some time. What are we to do about that? Have fervent charity among yourselves. You know, in some ways, it's easier to love a stranger than the brother you pray and worship with every week. It's easier to meet someone, I don't know, in a public place and have a good heart-to-heart talk and not do that with the people that are in your life, in your Christian life and worship. Now, that brings me to the design of showing Christian love. And uh, we see this right here. When it talks about (coughs) for charity, here's the reason now. Here's the design behind it. Uh, For charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Now, let me clarify a few things here. Some people have read this and really gone the wrong way with it. Fervent love will not save any man from his sin. It will not save. It will not atone. It will not wash away any sin. Love doesn't wash away sin, certainly not human love. It was the blood of the Lord Jesus shed at the cross by which we are redeemed and saved. But if Christians were as much under the influence of love as they ought to be, sins against each other and offenses would not exist. I'm quoting from Dr. Brown of Edinburgh, who is a commentator here in 1 Peter. By loving our brethren, we will not wash away anyone's sins, but we will not add to their sins. Fervent love is not to make excuses for another person's sin or even for our own sin. And when a Christian goes wrong, we're to help him to put it right. Doesn't mean that we become party to a great cover-up to uh, try and make excuses, sweep it under the carpet, say nothing, let it be the great secret between us. That's not what Peter is suggesting here. Indeed, if we have a problem, we're to go to our brother. And there we are to seek to uh, put things right. That's the biblical way. Now, the reference here is to love our brother. You don't broadcast his faults. You don't tell the whole church. You don't tell the whole world, this brother has done something to me and hurt me in whatever way. And something else you don't do, you don't put it on YouTube and tell the whole world. That's not the first time that Christians have found a problem with a brother and they've just put it out on the internet for the whole world to learn of some issue and some weakness, some failure. We endeavor to look for the good and not the evil. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca 
CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music